Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, my friend, you survived the great snowstorm of 2024 in Nashville, my man. What's going on? Yeah, man, I'm just waiting to see, like, Al Gore, Jake Gyllenhaal walk across my front lawn. I mean, it's still, the snow is still crazy here up in Nashville. Really didn't stop yesterday, and it's, I mean, it's not warm enough for the snow to melt. So, we, you know, we're having to do the show remote the past couple of days, and 
I don't know how I'm going to get to work tomorrow. And then it's supposed to snow again Thursday. Look, I'm not a, not a climate change person <laughs> or anything like that, but I lived in Montana for a year and a half. I thought I got away from this. I thought I got away. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the snow. It's fun for about five minutes. It's fun for about five minutes. And then it's just a problem. Uh, the only good part about growing up in the South, you know, when it did get super cold is that if you drop a couple ice cubes on the road, I didn't have to go to school, but this is, uh, this is nuts, man. We had one of my, my French bulldogs like disappear in the snow last night. We had to, it was like an Oregon trail situation. <laughs> so you are a warm weather guy. I take it. Did you ever have to coach in a, you coached in a snow game? Cause you were in Montana, right? I uh, yeah. I coached in like, it felt like three feet of snow and the uh, all state safety. I brought up from Florida as a freshman, like literally came up to me before the game was like, coach, I can't feel my feet. And I was like, bro, we're from the same place. Like, I can't feel my feet either. I don't know what to do. It's the great equalizer. <laughs> the absolute great equalizer. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a warm weather person. If you're not a warm weather person, I, you know, part of me th feels like you should be federally investigated, but that's a story for another day. Uh, so Jake, funny side note, my girlfriend's brother lives in Montana, right? She's got family from Montana. He mm -hmm. lives out in Montana and, uh, they came to visit, and he's back out there now. But he said that it was negative thirty degrees right now. No, like Chris, Montana. like negative Chris, thirty. Like, I try and explain it to people, and you can't, <laughs> you can't explain it. And I got up there in June, right? Oh I got up there in June. It's beautiful. It's like a, like a Disney movie, man. It's like I thought, like an animated bird was going to come land on my shoulder. I'm just going to break out and in, into some song. And I'll never forget our wide receiver coach. I looked at him. I was like, man, this is amazing. Like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. He was like, yeah. He's like, wait till September. Wait till September and then come holler at me. Bro, by the time we got to September, then after that, I mean, it was, I, I don't know, it's like living right next to the Grinch. It's just insane. I hate it. <laughs> living in a snow globe. Uh, well, glad to see you're still working, Jake. I'm glad to see that you guys, you got good enough Wi-Fi. You're rocking the show. And I noticed that this morning. I was like, mm -hmm. they're not in studio. So No, and you can the see I got a new, my wife for uh, my birthday did up my studio in Man Cave, man. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. She put a bar back there. I got a <laughs> TV I'm going to put up. It's, you know, I think maybe this is her way of getting rid of me for most of the day instead of me having to watch everything downstairs on Multiview. But uh, no, dude, I mean, we got. All type of stuff in here. So, yeah, she uh, she did it big. Shout out, Reed. Well, speaking of your man cave, my friend, and this is kind of off the record. Not off the record, but this is sort of uh, meant to contact you about this off air, but we're not quite there yet. But March, SEC basketball tournament, Bridgestone Arena, Nashville. We might need to get up in the man cave, get in the studio. Dude, do get, up, lot, get all do, up do in here. Little, do a little in-person show. Why not? Dude, come Why on. We'll do time. it. We'll have a couple we'll cold, cold beverages. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, we'll, Ty will on have us. Dude, we're actually, actually, Chris, we're thinking about, we were talking about this on Credit Company. We're thinking about live streaming the first uh, day of the NCAA tournament. Get a lot there of money out there. A lot there of money go. out there. A lot of money to be made in these. sporting event. So. <laughs> yeah. Best two days in sports in that first two days of March Madness. Yeah. Jake, let's get into the Alabama stuff, though. That, that's a big talking point. Who knew that when you and I spoke, and of course, we were discussing. Uh, you know, what was going on with the national title game and I guess in the SEC, but the madness that took place, I believe, starting on Wednesday. Uh, let, let's first start there because there's a lot to unpack here. Your immediate reaction to Nick Saban retiring. I, I mean, I think we knew we were getting closer to this day, obviously, when you look at, you know, he's 72 years old. Uh, but I thought he was going to be back in 2024. With Jalen Milrow coming back, the team he had, you know, you get eliminated the way you did. But we knew it was going to be a shocker, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, where did you fall? Did it shock you? Did you see it coming? Were yeah. there things that took place during the season that you felt like, okay, this makes sense? Or the overall reaction to the GOAT hanging it up? 
Well, I'm not I'm not shocked, but but um, you know, I I'm, I was a little surprised because of the way that Alabama ended their season. You know, in in my opinion, I was almost to the point where, hey, let them win it. So this man will retire. And and a lot of it is timing, right? There, it was kind of abrupt. He, they were supposed to have a team meeting about the first day back, right? And then that got canceled. And then he announces it. So, and I, I'm not, I don't buy into conspiracy theories. I, I've heard things from people I trust about reasons that that this took place that I'm not gonna unveil here. You've probably heard the rumors about it, but we'll we'll see the timing of it. What was very interesting with a guy that is all about timing and structure, right? But I will say, I I, I don't think Nick Saban wanted to do a farewell tour. You know, like they do with Lee Corso every year. They're like, all right, Lee, this is the last one. Everybody cries, and Kirk's crying, and it's all emotional. Like, thanks for the memories. And then he's back the next year. Or like we see it in Major League Baseball all the time. Like, you go to the away games. Oh, man, you know, it's it's his last time playing, and then he retires. I don't think Nick Saban wanted to do that, um, it, regardless of, of if there was an abrupt reason why he got done. So not shocked, surprised, but it's a changing of an era, Chris. And look, football's always been cyclical, right? It, it's it'll always be cyclical. Teams will come, teams will go. The biggest question is, and and I think this is the one that that we're going to get into, is the expectation for Alabama fans, and will there be any semblance of patience the first time that it doesn't go perfect or according to plan? Because with Nick Saban, if it didn't go perfect, and we lost Jake, I guess the great snowstorm just knocked him out. We'll see if we can get Jake Crane back on here. He goes, okay, there we go, and, that, that and B. Where, where's the, where did it uh, where did it kick me? I, I was just going to say that I think the Sasquatch and the Great Snowstorm just knocked out Jake Crane there. Yeah, um, probably. Dude, when, not, when, not it, when it doesn't though. when it doesn't go perfect for Alabama, yeah. they could always count on. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say Nick Saban getting it. Nick back Saban on could track. fix it. Yeah, he right. could fix it, and then B, look what he's done in the past. So you know, and and there were even some Alabama fans that you know earlier in the year were like, "Hey, he just needs to be done. I'm sick of this, sick of that." So what happens when Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a damn good football coach? Goes up to Wisconsin and maybe they lose, you know, in Luke Fickle's second year. What happens if they lose to Georgia at home against Kirby Smart? You know, how how much is that Alabama fan base? Because, look, fans short for fanatic. Everybody freaks out about certain things. But will there be any sort of leash given to Kalen DeBoer? Or is it just going to be Misery Street that drives this man insane every time some, you know, every time it doesn't go just perfect and swimmingly for Alabama? That they will go as far as the patience of that fan base the first couple times it doesn't go good. That, that, to me, is going to write the story. He's a damn good football coach. He's won everywhere he's won, uh, been. He's bringing a really good staff together. Alabama's a monster. We know that. But I want to tell Alabama fans, listen, like you haven't won an Addy in the last three years, right? So it's not like you're leaving winning three in a row. Nick Saban was the greatest college football coach of all time. Expecting Kalen DeBoer to recreate that in the environment of college football now with NIL and the transfer portal and all this this – shifting landscape is an impossible test not not tom cruise mission impossible where somehow the mission is always possible like is this guy ever going to mess up one of the missions that are impossible this is truly impossible to replicate we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jake, switching gears just a little bit on this. You've got a great feel on the pulse of Auburn fans and that entire fan base. Mm -hmm. What was the reaction from folks on the planes? And I ask that and also mention they rolled tumors when he announced yeah. he was retiring. So, like, I think to say that Auburn fans are – they weren't sad about the news, right? I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excitement, jubilation. I mean, Auburn actually kind of fared somewhat decently against Nick Saban, which, I mean, the record wasn't crazy. But, like, in comparison, you know, I think Auburn gave Nick Saban as much fits practically as anybody. But the reaction of the Auburn fan base to this news – especially when you've got Hugh Freeze leading the charge. And again, they rolled tumors. I, I The excitement level pretty high, is that fair to say? Well, I I mean, look, it's, it's a rival fan base. Everybody outside of Alabama fans was happy. But now I kind of, it's kind of got that Luke Skywalker, when he landed to the Rebellion, the Death Star blew up feeling. Like, oh my God, <laughs> like we, are we, it's over. Like it's, it's over. And, and the first thing you think of is, you know, uh, the, Nick Saban at Alabama, they're not going to be this big 800-pound gorilla anymore. But then you think, man, you're not, we're not going to know about Kalen DeBoer and his ability to have success until we see it. Like I said, not that he's going to replicate what Nick Saban did. I think that was the first kind of breath of, you know, kind of kind of letting it out a little bit. You don't have to worry about, you know, Palpatine anymore up there shooting lightning from his fingertips. Now, what happens when he becomes the czar of college football or something and he can control it even more? We'll see. But yeah, I think you'd be crazy as a, as a rival fan base or any other fan base that has to deal with Alabama, which is pretty much everybody, to not be excited. Now, rolling tumors corner, you know, you could say it's a win for Auburn, like with Nick Saban getting out. I mean, I, I don't think that's a stretch, but rolling tumors, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a good look. I, I would save that for when Auburn actually wins games. I mean, you got a basketball team right now that – that looks like they could possibly be final four good. Um, Hugh Freeze is making some changes with his staff. I just, you know, I, I get it. I, I understand why people are excited, but rolling tumors corner, you know, uh, Auburn didn't beat Alabama at anything. Alabama just had their, you know, the goat retire. So I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I want to make sure. And, and regardless of who you're a fan of, and, and I opened a show with this on Crane company, you got to recognize and respect greatness. You know, I don't care if you're the biggest Auburn fan in the world or you hate Alabama more than anybody. I mean, Nick Saban was a master craftsman. How, how many times, I'm trying to think in my life, the amount of times I've seen a guy dominate the way Nick Saban dominated. I'm old enough to remember Phil Jackson, right, dominating the way he dominated. Watching Kirby kind of get it started a little bit has been unbelievably impressive. But I've never seen a guy dominate, especially a college sport, where I think it's harder because you have class and you have recruiting and you have all these other things. you got to recognize and respect greatness. So, you know, regardless of how you feel about it, regardless if it helps your team or if it hurts your team, 
you know, we it's it's crazy to see the GOAT retire. We've seen college basketball, Roy Williams, right? Jim Beheim, Coach K. There's a changing of the guard. The NFL, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, all this. It's just, it's a crazy time right now. And I feel like, Jake, that's how you know you're getting older when you see some of those legends hanging up. And then even more so when you start seeing some guys that were some of your favorite players or the sons of your favorite players that are either becoming players themselves Four star or recruits favorite <laughs> yeah favorite players are becoming coaches and you're like god like weren't we just watching this guy right for sure um so Caitlin DeBoer building out this staff in Tuscaloosa Jake let's talk about it I want to get your thoughts I know you've got strong thought as well because the DC they just had you're a big G5 guy put mm. some respect on G5 football's for name sure. uh Kane Womack which by the way I saw on social media it's Womack not Womack for all those out there. It's Womack. So Kane Womack, and I'm glad I saw that because I would have butchered it. Uh, Kane Womack, though, coming from South Alabama. You look at the entire staff. Ryan Grubb going to come over from Washington at the OC spot. Uh, they keep Robert Gillespie at running back. Scott Huff, the O-line coach, is coming from Washington. You got your tight ends coach, Nick Sheridan from Washington. Wide receivers coach, Jamarcus Shepard uh, from Washington. Again, Womack, like I mentioned, at D.C. Freddie Roach coming back at D-line coach. I know there's others as well, but like, what are your early impressions on the staff he's put together? And I, I think what's so interesting, Jake, is like 10 years or so ago, the SEC, it felt like kind of fell in this trap of like, okay, you've worked for Nick Saban, hire you. You've worked for Nick Saban, hire you. It's yeah. why people like Will Muschamp and Jeremy Pruitt got head coaching jobs and then they burned out. I feel like we're starting to see a little bit different where it's okay to go outside of the SEC and get some different flavor. And do you buy into that or do you worry about this staff with, you know, so much different flavor. They're going to have trouble recruiting the SEC territory. Like, your thoughts on this staff as a whole? And because you know as well as I do, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah, well, first off, if you think somebody has to be from somewhere to, to be able to win there, you, you've lost your mind. Uh, I think that's an awful way to look at it. If that's the case, you may be a great car uh, car salesman in Michigan, but you can't sell cars in Alabama. That's not true. If you can sell cars, you can sell cars. The first thing I'll do is I'm going to trust Kalen DeBoer. I'm going to trust the guy that's built a staff everywhere he's went. He's kept some continuity, and he's won everywhere he's went. I'm a firm believer, and if somebody, somebody shows you who they are, you need to believe them. Now, the thing I'll tell Alabama fans who are pissed off about not getting T-Rob is, you need to start getting used to you're not going to get everything you wanted like you used to. All right? Maybe the economy's bad, and you're not going to get as many Christmas presents on Christmas morning. You're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it, right? And, and welcome to the real world. That's one of the offshoot effects. I think of Nick Saban not being the head coach there anymore. Not that he's not around the program, but if Nick Saban wanted, you know, you look at T-Rob, right? If Nick Saban wanted T-Rob to stay and it was, he was the head coach, T-Rob would have stayed. He would not have gone back to Georgia. He would have gone to Alabama. That's not how it is anymore. You're going to have to fight it out like everybody else. And that's good for college football. But as far as offensively, let's start there. Ryan Grubb and him have an unbelievable relationship. I mean, going all the way back to Sioux Falls, this is a best-case scenario. And, and what's going to make or break, in my opinion, how it goes early, especially at the quarterback position, because I don't know what the hell Will Rogers is going to do, right? I know Jalen Milrow is there. Is, and there's been some quarterback run game with Washington. If you really dive into it, you see power read. You see some Q counter. There's some elements of it. But they didn't want to run Penix a lot because we know Penix's injury history, and that just kind of wasn't the way their offense was flowing. How malleable... Will Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer be to adjust the offense to what Jalen Milrow does best? Kind of like Alabama did from the LSU game all the way into the first half, and it baffled me, against Michigan, that style of offense. Will they tailor it to their personnel 
as they get ready to bring other guys in there. I think they're smart enough to do that. I think they understand the importance of that. They understand on, on getting on the right foot. And I'll be honest with you. I'd rather have a Jalen Milrow at the highest efficiency level running it and throwing it than Will Rogers at the highest efficiency level uh, just throwing it. Jalen Milrow can be an absolute problem. Now, when it comes to uh, defense, the thing that hurts you the most about not getting T-Rod back is re-recruiting the players on that defense. Keeping Freddie Roach is huge in that aspect, but that only goes so far and it really stays in the front seven. Where have we seen most of the Alabama portal guys come from? From the back end, right? What's the biggest question left out there right now? It's Caleb Downs. What he's what is he going to do? Who I think is the best DB in the country. Right, right now, with the experience he has, safety, corner, nickel, slot, corner, whatever you want to call it, I think Caleb Downs is the best DB in the country. And if he doesn't return to Alabama, where's he probably going, Chris? To Georgia. His ass ain't going to Utah. I can promise you that. He ain't going to, to Syracuse, even though Fran Brown's killing it up there right now. He is going to Georgia. And if that happens, you just added another weapon to the Mega Ranger. So the staff, Kalen DeBoer is going to build around him. I'm going to trust him. We're not going to know until we know. Is Kane Womack the best recruiter in the world? No. Did he piss some people in Mobile off by the way he handled the staff a little bit, firing the three guys over text, allegedly? Yes, I know some guys are upset about that. But Alabama really recruits itself, and there's enough great recruiters to make up for Kane Womack not being the greatest salesman on earth. And it's Alabama. But I'll tell you this. The dude can coach ball. The dude's going to put the players in the best position to possibly win. He's unbelievable in the red zone, too. That's where I think you're going to get the most money uh, out of out of Kane Womack. But as uh, the most interesting part, Chris, of the Womack hires, this is now twice where a head coach of a group of five said, you know what, I'm going to go be a coordinator, not because I was fired, not because th there was something off the field where we mutually resigned. I'm going to go be a coordinator at a big power five school and see what happens. The last guy who did it was Sean Lewis at Kent State. A lot of people said, why, why, why? And his ass got demoted during the season and still got the San Diego State head coaching job. So right now it looks like there's kind of a different path being formed because I don't know about you. I cannot remember in college football a time where a group of five head coach left to go be a coordinator, not, not FCS, not D1AA, not NAIA, a Division One group of five FBS coach leaving his post to go be a coordinator at a Power 5 place because he wanted to. I, I do not, outside of Sean Lewis last year and then obviously Kane this year, I, I don't know. But I do know this, Kane is able. And if they give him a chance, he's going to ball. And now, Jake, speaking of staff changes or shakeups or just news regarding coaching staffs, let's go to the Plains in Auburn. There's been a lot of shakeup, right? I think you and I would both agree. We talked about this last week. Hugh Freeze taking over play calling. That's a huge win. But we've been seeing news, right? It's one guy after another after another, and maybe there's some worry starting to set in. What do you make of it? I mean, it's a lot for Hugh Freeze to have to replace do you think it's more so trimming the fat? Are these necessary changes? Is there something else going on? Like, what do you make of just such massive staff overhaul after his first year? Um, well, look, I, I think every job is circumstantial. I, I don't. I, I think we have a bad habit in sports media and the media in general and just grouping everything together for one reason why something happened. It's all circumstantial, right? The same reason why some guys, you know, wanted to take the Alabama job and some guys decided to stay with their, where they were at. It's all circumstantial. You can't. 
just make decisions based on pure emotion. That is an awful, no leader that is worth his salt makes decisions based on pure emotion. You take all the variables, you do the, the, the calculating, and then you make an educated decision that, that you trust. Um, don't let anybody ever tell you different. <clears throat> the, the thing that, that I look at with, with Hugh Freeze, and it's funny, because you, you look at SEC fan bases, and this will hit home for you. South Carolina doesn't fire anybody after a down year. Oh, this must be acceptable. Oh, this is the standard, I guess. I guess it's okay. <laughs> Nobody can get fired. It's I'm not okay. You're not okay, but that's okay. Uh, but then all of a sudden you look at Auburn and they fire, you know, three or four guys, and all of a sudden it's oh my God, it's that the house is caving in. <laughs> like, which one do you want, man? Like, like, like at what point do you just have to trust the guy that's there? And when I look at Hugh Freeze and listen, Cadillac Williams, incredible player for Auburn. What Carnell Williams has done for Auburn, it's it's you, you can't really quantify it, right? He was he was that big of a deal. Zach Etheridge, hell of a player. Really good coach, right? But let's be honest, man. What has Auburn won with those two guys coaching on the staff? And I'm not saying it's their fault specifically, and it hurts Auburn worse in recruiting for Zach Etheridge to go to Houston. Like, that, to be honest with you, if, if we're going to call a spade a spade. So at some point, and I think it was good that Carnell and Zach were there because Hugh Freeze needed a guy early that could explain Auburn to him, that could take coach, this is not a good idea at Auburn. Or, hey, this is a great idea at Auburn. Or, hey, we have to re-recruit our whole damn team like Alabama's having to do right For some reason, we lost Jake yet again. Let's see if we can get him back. That might be a me issue. I don't know. Here we go. Okay. Mm, there we go. And we go. It's, it's, it's just like Hugh Freeze deciding to call the plays. At some point, you've got to surround yourself and you've got to lean on yourself to be able to get it done. You have to bring in guys that you feel like will put the not holdovers because you're trying to keep other guys, guys that you really trust to be able to put out the best product as, as possible. Just like calling plays. I'll never understand how somebody can build up a portfolio and a resume calling offensive plays, then finally get to the top, to the precipice, and say, you know what? I'm gonna start dribbling with my left hand. Somebody else come in here and call the plays. That makes no sense at all that's why Sarkeesian's like no I'm, I'm gonna call it like I'm gonna call the plays because at the end of the day if I get fired I'm getting fired with my guys if I get fired I'm getting fired with my play calls because I cannot put my head down on the pillow at night and look in the mirror and say man what if what if I would have called the plays hell I'm one of the best in the world at it. it's how I got my job Bobby Flay ain't gonna stop cooking fried chicken if fried chicken's <laughs> making him the most money man that's just how it is Jake, so I'm not this, panicking. Nobody's panicking. Here's nobody's what, you know panicking. why I, why I'm panicking, Skywalker. Honestly, it's because of Peyton Thorne's still there. That's the reason I'm panicking. If there's any, <laughs> if there's a reason to be worried or a reason to be nervous, not that he can't, that it's <clears> impossible. <throat> but man, God, I feel like the odds are stacked against him. I don't trust that cat. I can see it in his eyes, man. Horrified. The man is horrified. Back and you know what? I don't. Pardon me. Don't blame him. Have you seen what's putting their hand in the ground coming after you? But, dude, we got, got to get somebody here can witch it up. Speaking of, Jake, Auburn quarterbacks, this dropping just before we went live on air, this comes from Mike Gittens. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but yeah, he covers yeah, Auburn Mikey football. G. I like Mike. So, yeah, so he, uh, he posted this on X. Again, this is 1142 this morning. He says, sources tell me that Robbie Ashford will stay in the SEC and sign with South Carolina. All eligibility issues have been cleared. He will be immediately eligible to play for Shane Beamer's squad. He has two years of eligibility left. Now, I want to get your thoughts on that because Lenora Sellers looks to be the guy coming in. Here's what's funny, though, Jake. 
South Carolina fans are convinced Lenora Sellers is like the next Heisman winner, right? He he's the young, flashy. Spencer Rattler, get out of here. You yeah, yeah. Give right, right. Had, had the highlights against Furman, had the highlights against Vandy, what have you. He yeah. is expected, though, to be the starter. Robbie Ashford comes in with experience, you know, had some highlights of his own at Auburn. What is South Carolina getting in this kid? And realistically, do you think he can push for the starting quarterback job or at least push to make an impact of that position? for Shane Beamer in 2024 and maybe beyond? Um, You know, as I, I think he's a solid backup. I think he's a solid guy you can have packages with, right? When you get into the red zone, he brings a, a true run element. I mean, Robbie can really run, and, and I hope it works out for him. I just don't think he's developed enough as a passer to really, truly be effective. Not saying you have to come out there and be Drew Brees or Dan Marino, and there's been flashes where he's shown the ability. I mean, against Alabama two years ago, I thought he threw the ball as, as well as he ever has in, in a crazy environment. Um, but overall, he just he struggles to be a consistent thrower. That's in the intermediate. That's in the short. That's in the deep. Great athlete. I'm assuming he's – because I know he wants to play quarterback. Mm -hmm. At South Carolina, you're going to be asking yourself the same questions that Auburn fans were asking. Like, you see the running element of Robbie Ashford. You see his athleticism. And you say, wow, man, this guy can really do some things. I think it needs to be Lenoris's show, though. You, you. This guy does have incredible talent. Like I, I really believe he has, and he has that that kind of feel to when you watch him play. It looks like things aren't going too fast for him. Not that they're not going fast, but they're not. It, it's not so sped up that he can't operate. Uh, but if he were to get hurt, if something were to happen, Robbie Ashford's a guy that can go in there and he can plug the hole in the ship. You don't want to build the whole Titanic out of Robbie Ashford, but he can plug a couple holes on the ship. Um, so it's it's a nice pickup. I, I hope for Robbie's sake that it works out, and and I'm rooting for him. Now, Jake, moving off of that, transfer portal obviously is the big talk right now. 30 days is what coaches and folks in college football have to really just go after the Alabama roster. Um, has there been any surprising movement for you? I think the big one's Caleb Downs, obviously, that we're all waiting for. Yeah. He hasn't made a decision. But I tell you, Jake, it's just like every single day, man, you're seeing another player, another player hit the portal, a decommitment, what have you. And, and you made a good point earlier. Alabama fans are just going through what basically every other school has been going through already. Like it's just like yeah. welcome to the show, folks. Yeah, you know the the armor is is fully off right now, and and if there's ever a time to try and strike Alabama, the, the, the underbelly is showing. And look, I mean nowadays, especially when you have the greatest. Those players went to play for Nick Saban, okay? I'm going to be honest with y'all. Those players didn't go there because the restaurants in Tuscaloosa are great, right? You didn't set out-of-state tuition. Kids weren't coming from New Jersey. Not even talking about football players. They weren't coming from New Jersey to T-Town, right, because of the family environment, okay, or the party scene. No, they were going there because Nick Saban and, and football. That's what made the party scene, right? So now Nick Saban isn't there. You don't have that golden goose on the hill. It is less attractive. Not saying it, it's not attractive, but it's a lot less attractive, right? If Gal Gadot signing autographs down the street, a whole hell of a lot more dudes are going to show up than if, you know, the guy who played Ralph on the Christmas story is doing it. That's just part of it. That's the way the world works. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have the transfer portal. You know, that's one thing. You're going to have guys leave. And a lot of them, like I said, are in the back end. You can connect the dots on why. But a lot of it is the high school kids, too. You've seen offensive linemen decommit. Right. You've seen DBs decommit. You've seen a linebacker decommit. So it's to me, a lot of it is about not just balancing the transfer portal, which you're going to lose guys anyways. 
regardless, in, in today's era, and maybe it is trimming the fat a little bit. Some points it's not going to be. You look at Kite, you look at Amos and guys like that, and then Downs, you brought that up. Sean Murphy going to Florida State's a big one. But when, when you look at the high school part of it, getting these relationships cemented, right? Because Nick Saban was obsessed with recruiting, and it's not just this upcoming class. It's two classes down the road. And I'll tell you this, Chris, Auburn already went into Foley I don't know if it's me or Jake, but we keep losing. He keeps cutting out. Let's see if we can get him back in here. Let's see. Hopefully, this is the last time. Here we go. Hey, get, there, there the, we go. I don't, I don't know what's the going ha on. The hackers are getting after you today for some yeah, reason. But no, I don't know man, what's going um, on. Look, at the end of the day, Bama is a little more mortal right now, but but you shouldn't panic. Jake, who who benefits most from this? Is it just simply Georgia? Are they, are they prime now, do you think, to just take over the league and kind of run away with it? I mean, it felt like that was – Really the last hurdle for Kirby and company. I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's I, I think not, everybody does. Like if we're yeah. gonna rank who benefits the most, I mean, yes, right? You you mm. you took out, you know, the emperor and here comes Darth <laughs> Vader. Like uh, you you would think that would be the the natural uh transition. But you look at Texas coming in with what they return, you know, in the league. You you look at um, you know, and and you gotta think Georgia's going on the road to Alabama. This is a great time to go on the road to Alabama if you're Georgia returning your quarterback, right, with a new coach over there and somewhat of a new system. So yes, Kirby is the the default biggest winner, but make no mistake, from Georgia down to, to Tennessee Tech, everybody wins when the Dark Emperor is no longer the overlord of college football. Not that he won't be making moves, you know. <laughs> Pulling the puppet strings. Bam will always get in. Watch. They'll always get in. Just like this past year. Uh, way too early looking ahead, Jake. Is that week, I think it's week three. Is that week three game in Madison against Wisconsin all of a sudden kind of interesting for Alabama? Yeah, I think it was going to be interesting regardless. I mean, Luke Fickle can coach some football too. Like uh, this this isn't some, you know, some ha half half twit that, that's out there trying to figure it out. And and look, I, I was shocked that Wisconsin wasn't better last year. I thought they were going to win the Big Ten West, honestly, mm -hmm. with Tanner Mordecai coming over from SMU. But you got Tyler Van Dyke. I, I just – I wonder if Wisconsin's athletic enough to stop what what I think Ryan Grubb and them are going to do with Jalen Milrow. That's what it's going to come down to. You got the big bullheaded Big Ten team, right, that may not have the overall team speed. And we saw – and against LSU's defense, that's that's not a, a fair way to, to look at after what happened last year. Against Alabama, that's still going to be a race car, but you're going there. It'd be an incredible win for Luke Fickle and them, them early in year two. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be jumping around. Best believe that. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, by the way, I felt like you yesterday because I felt like I had half of Auburn, Auburn fans that loved me. I had half that hated me because that's perfect. yesterday, yeah, yesterday morning, I and, and I learned a lesson yesterday. I need to specify as we grow in scale what is what because I dropped my personal power rankings, had Auburn number one for SEC basketball, had the Auburn Tigers. You know what? I'm like nine straight wins of double digits. Number one, they deserve it. One of our staff writers goes out there, eh, <laughs> maybe Auburn's not all that great. And to see like the divide and see oh, both yeah. of those, to see both of those posts doing numbers and it's like half or like, yeah, and then half's like, Boo! It, you it hit just, it. The Goldilocks port. <laughs> this one's too hot. This one's too cold. Oh, yeah. this one's just right. Here's what I'll say. Uh, first off, from an Auburn perspective, we're all fans of somebody. You know, we we yeah. nobody's harder on Auburn than I am when when it needs to be. They haven't sent me a check yet. But with the way football is going right now, you know, you got to kind of watch your mouth when you're talking about what Bruce Pearl and and baseball. And them. Not that here's not that. Oh boy, Briggs didn't believe that Auburn was the best team in the SEC. Okay, dude, we're like three games in. It's basketball. Holler at me in like a month. 
then then we'll know. But the reasoning for reason that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And this year, you would be right. Auburn's offense would be out of control. We do the goofiest things possible. Turnovers. Looks like we're not running offense. It's Wendell Green Jr. dribbling the ball down and shooting it, right? But this team is like top five in turnover to assist ratio. The thing that makes this Auburn basketball team dangerous is they're actually running offense most of the time, right? You're 11 deep and you're not turning the ball over, right? There were a couple against LSU um, early, but Auburn is actually turning other teams over at an alarming rate. So not only did you go after the really the only thing that's doing well at Auburn, you went after it for a reason that is actually the opposite of the reason we're having success right now is that is that we're not turning the ball over. KD Johnson is stopping and bringing the ball back out. I saw that the other day and and held up my dog like Simba from the Lion King like outside <laughs> before it got cold. I was so excited. So um, I think the reason they're having success is the opposite of that. But listen, two weeks from now, oh boy, could look like a genius because it is basketball and people will Drew Barrymore forget very quickly. Indeed. We need to get Briggs on here to defend this take. I don't know. Jake Crane at Crane & Company. Jake, it's always an electric conversation. Congrats to you guys on your continued success, and we'll look forward to doing it again next week. Hey, you too, Chris, man. Loving what you guys are putting out. Um, it's, it's generating interest, and you guys do a really good job, and I know you're only going to keep growing. So uh, love coming on and chopping it up with you, man. I'm going to put on my snowshoes and go try and find Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. I love it. Have fun, Jake. I appreciate See you. Buddy. See you. The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.